I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now, to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. Is up guys it's your boy Matt Havis back at it again with the Dental Student Prize podcast and today we have a really cool interview for you we have Dr. Sam Eldery he's a private practicing dentist in Melbourne Australia and he gives us a hot and fresh look on all of the new techniques in dentistry how clinical dentistry is changing based off of the technology coming out what he expects for clinical dentistry and his hypothesis for it in the years to come and what we can expect as we come out of school it was a really cool interview he also balances the clinical portion with what you can do to be the best possible person, whether it's with your loved ones, your family, your friends, and how you can balance dentistry so that way you can really just be a quality whole person. And that is super important. We believe in that at the Dental Student Advisor Podcast, and we want everyone to be the best possible version of themselves. So as always, check us out on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Make sure you give us a like, comment, review, and as always, stay safe and vibe on in these crazy times. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes podcast. My name's Cole Herzig. I'm here as always with Anthony Wallach, and we have a very special guest joining us all the way from Perth, Australia, Dr. Sam Eldiri. Sam, how are you today? Hello, how are you guys? I'm good, thank you so much. And thanks for having me today, uh, for um, having some time off to uh, join me. And um, yeah, I have the honor to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Anthony, how are you today? I'm doing pretty oh, perfect, good. The day was hectic, actually. Yeah, it was quite hectic. I usually wake up around 3 a.m. I go exercise in the morning and then do like I cook my meals, five meals, and then I start the day. <laughs> there you go. You cook meals every day? You cook your meals every yeah, single I day? Cook you like meal five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, five solid meals every day, yeah. That's it. That's how you stay in such good shape. We see, you know, you're always working out on Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of hard work and uh, dedication, of course. But um, yeah, that's how it is. You build up uh, slowly. That's with anything in life, like your health, your um, career. Um, we all start as like inexperienced dentists and then we build up slowly and then um, 
you um, if you have a plan and then you you um, just um, build your way up towards your plan and then take it slowly and then slow slow but sure so that's that's life in general dentistry health sports um anything in any aspect of life it's pretty much the same concept so yeah that's awesome well sam can you take us back so i was reading your bio a little bit and it was talking about you know how you've been interested in dentistry since you were 13 can you take us to you know from that time you're 13 yeah. until you know now you know how did you go along that journey yeah, well, okay. I had an awesome dentist when I was young, so um, I always looked him up, and then I said, like, I want to be like that awesome dentist. I want to be like a good dentist. Um, and then that, yeah, like, he pretty much, like, inspired me to be, uh, to want to be a dentist. So, and since then, I had to study hard because you have to score high, of course, to get yourself into uh, dentistry uh, back home. And then, um uh, so that was the plan. So back then you had no responsibility, nothing, just uh, study and um, like um, do whatever you do until you get there. And um, I used to be like a short distance runner. So I was doing sports all my life. So uh, and so I was keeping like active, studying most of the time, catching up with friends. And that's pretty much it until I joined my uh, uh, I joined dental school and then I finished, started right away studying for, for um, to get the license uh, for Australia, and then I moved to Australia in 2010, in June 2010. Um, and yeah, I've been here since. I go back home, of course, every year just to visit. But uh, thanks to COVID now, we're stuck here. We can't go anywhere. That's awesome. And you said you're originally from Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. That's awesome. Yeah, we actually had a, a chance to speak to a dentist that he's doing his um, uh, GPR residency in Cairo. Uh, and he was talking okay. about how that hospital is amazing and how they see thousands of patients a day. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, well, the good thing about Egypt is you get exposed to loads of patients. Um, that's how you get experience, because we know we all graduate from dental school. Um, we know very little. We don't know much. And then your journey starts when you graduate, actually. So, yeah, it helps a lot to have it, to get exposed to a lot of patients. That's for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And where did you go to school for uh, for dentistry? It was in Cairo. It was like in Cairo. Um, awesome. In Cairo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was like there's two big schools in Cairo, uh, Cairo University and Enchamps University. So these are the two the biggest um, schools in Egypt um, uh, in dentistry and in medicine as well. That's really neat. So I, graduate, I graduated 2004. So I've been practicing dentistry now for, ooh, wow, 16 years now. I didn't <laughs> think about that. <laughs> Time flies yeah. when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, actually, what? I'm enjoying because what I do every year, I will start to develop myself and then I, I like um, focus on uh, some aspects and start to developing those aspects and um, uh, not to stay still and uh, do nothing uh, because nobody knows everything so we all need to learn keep learning uh, to evolve otherwise um, yeah you will um, you will not achieve much because now dentistry digital dentistry as well is like very very important like um, every single practice in the next five years I, I'll believe they would, should have the scan, digital scanners at least. And doesn't have to be like you have, you have to have like a, um, 
uh, milling machine, but at least digital scanning. Because, because with the digital scanner, you can know, you can actually do mock-ups as well with digital scanners. So you can scan the date, send them to the lab, and then they would print up a 3D model of that scan without the need for impressions at all. And then they will do the mock-up as well of that print 3D model. So it makes life much easier scanning for like implants. Everything now is, um, is using digital scanning. So digital scanning is a very, very big part of dentistry now that everyone should uh, get involved in. That's my, my, my opinion. I completely agree. I think the field is definitely trending towards that that point where we're moving away from, you know, taking impressions and more into digital stuff. And I think it's more efficient and it'll allow you to have, you know, better case um, acceptance because it just, it's, it's more of a te technological thing. It'll, it'll allow for maybe more case success and uh, you want your patients to be happy. You want to be an efficient dentist and especially because you're so into implants, I'm sure that it just makes your job even easier. So I, I wanted to talk to you and transition into that uh, point of it. So, so I guess we can call you like a, an implantologist, if you will. What, what made you get um, so involved in that? Um, I, like eight years ago, I, I saw like an opportunity in implant dentistry and I thought, okay, this is the future for uh, like um, dentistry with implants because a lot of people missing teeth, like uh, you, you will see like every single patient's come to the practice, like I would say maybe seven out of ten they have missing teeth so mm -hmm. it's like it's and and then you help them restore the function not only aesthetics as well because that fixes a lot of tmj issues as well and um spacing and um over eruptions and a lot of uh, other issues so that's why i started thinking of implants because i know i want to help my patients i want to give them the best a uh, service ever and when i do something i like doing it like professionally i don't like just take some small courses and keep going so i started with um like a, a big surgical co uh, course in colombia for one week you go there and you do surgical uh, implants on patients for the whole week every single day so you get very good exposure you get like very good like um, knowledge as well and hands-on and then I felt very confident when I went back to start placing implants. Of course, you get like a basic course as well so that you understand uh, what implants are, how to and when to place implant and uh, when it's too complicated for you as a GP not to place implants and to refer. So yeah, it was quite um, interesting actually. And uh, that's how I started. And then from there, I started doing more courses, more programs and um, um, I'm still learning and um, will still keep going of course like uh yeah and um i i get some courses every now and again in botox injections as well so that we can help patients with tmj problems uh cosmetic some cosmetic courses as well to be able to to deliver the best a um crowns and veneers to patients um like a full mouth rehabs and all of that stuff so yeah i'm trying to cover all aspects as much as i can uh, which is not easy, but as you see, I've been practicing for 16 years. So every year or a couple of years, I'll try to improve uh, my skills in one aspect or two aspects and I focus and then I move to another aspect and I keep going. So you reach to a point after 16 years, then you build up a lot of knowledge and um, a lot of uh, skills as well. You get, um, because in dentistry, the more you work, uh, the quicker you are, the more efficient you are as well. 
and then uh, you learn as well like and, and there is i i see like my in my hum, humble opinion there is no right or wrong in dentistry you might do the same um like um the same thing but with a di like different plan you'll have a different a um plan you'll have a different uh, perspective and um there is no right or wrong here we might deliver at the end of the day the same uh, result to the patient but with different approach so yeah no, and that's awesome. It's, it's, you're really into cosmetics, and I love that. That was one of the first things that I saw on your Instagram page. You know, you've got the camera set up, all the really nice equipment, and that's awesome. And it delivers that really nice, like Anthony was talking about, case acceptance, and just that really nice aesthetic feeling that your patient can feel super happy that you did this amazing smile makeover for them, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. That's uh, like, um, again, that's uh, about uh, almost two years ago, I decided that my... Um, uh, photography skills are a uh, like uh, are really like uh, skills are really bad. It was very basic, <laughs> so I said, "Okay, we have to do something about that." And then I approached the guy. He's in Romania. His name his name is um, uh, Milos Miladinov. Um, he's a very good guy with um, a professional dental photography mainly. And he was coming to Melbourne like uh, in uh, September last year. And then I joined his course for two days, and that's when it's, this all started with the photography. So, um, yeah, he's a very nice guy, um, very uh, knowledgeable, and his course is very informative. So I've learned a lot from him. So, as I said, um, I try every year to do something different to improve my skills and uh, get something new. Uh, and as I, as you said, um, case presentation is really important to get case acceptance as well. And the patient would feel like because because I have a photography studio at the practice, so and with like external lights and diffusers, so the patient they feel they are in good hands just the moment they walk in because you know you are they are doing uh, your best. You're trying to be as professional as possible and to deliver those shots as well. You take to the lab to communicate with the lab properly, which is only a very helpful tool. That's awesome. No, that's super cool. I think it's really neat that you've taken that to the next level and that you said now you're doing almost your fourth implant course and fourth master's in that. So going back to what you talked about in Columbia, other than Columbia, what other programs have you done and what you would recommend to any, you know, GP that wants to get out there and, you know, learn a little bit more? Yeah. Okay. I, I would suggest to start like I, in the States, of course, if someone is really interested um, and they want to focus only in, in, in the implants, you have a great program in Luma Lenda University, but that's the problem with that program. It's like it's a full three years implant program. So uh, you become specialist, uh, but I, I believe it's quite expensive. And um, But if you have the ability, for example, to join that program, that's of course, that would be the number one choice. Other than that, if you want, you can start with just a basic course for two days and then go to like, I, I believe MIS are still a, um, providing um, that course in Colombia to do those surgical um, uh, implants because what, what, what you do there, you place around 20, 22 implants uh, with two um, open sinus lifts, uh, like lateral window, and then you observe another 30 or 40 implants as well with your um, colleagues while you're assisting them. So you get exposed to over 50 implants, um, like uh, all in total. So, and, but yeah, it's quite tough. You start 8 a.m., you finish 8 p.m. Every, every day. 
but it's worth it to be honest. So you feel if you want to start placing implants or anyone wants to start placing implants, that would be the way to go just to feel comfortable placing implants because they, um, they make you place implants in different aesthetic area, like aesthetics in the aesthetic zone area, lower and mandible. And you have a feel of the mandible while you're drilling in uh, like the, the hard bone. And then you go to the soft bone and then you go to the front area, how, how to angle your, your hand. Of course, nowadays, like the fully guided surgery makes life much easier. Um, mm -hmm. In the past, I used to do like uh, with the with the, just the normal surgical guide, and then you need to get the radiographic guide as well. And then, but nowadays, uh, I, I, the way to go would be um, like uh, fully surgically guided, and try as much as you can. No healing abutments, just a temporary crown right away on the top of the implant, providing that you get a primary stability um, to get the best shape of the um, the tissue healing around the, um, the implant crown. That's the new protocol in Germany now and in the States as well. Uh, but yeah, um, as I said, as a start, this would be a very good start um, for anyone who's interested in, in implants. And if there is someone uh, who has like a, um, 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 a reasonable, um, implant knowledge they can join the one-year master program in the states uh, which is the, the guide one um it's it's a g-i-d-e uh, with luma linda university that is um, a very very good course like perfect like you get like it's called master's clinician in oral implantology um you learn pretty much everything about implants and all in four and everything everything related and soft tissue management everything so if you are still a newbie or if you're still just starting your implants journey this is not the way to go uh, but i we had a lot of a um um like newbies as well but it was very overwhelming by course number by session number two three and four because it's very very advanced so my recommendation is if you don't have enough knowledge about implants to start with something like Columbia and then you uh, uh, you move on after that you can improve if you want you can join a more a uh, progressive courses it's a journey it's a learning curve um, you like it or not it's gonna take some time but um, at least you need to be on the uh, are you guys all uh, dental students or you're graduated already yeah, we're, so we're all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Anthony's Sorry? a third year student and I'm a second year student. Okay, okay. So you're just starting your journey. So do you still mm -hmm. you still have two or three years to go, right? Uh, we do a four year program here and then the residency okay. is, is, is optional here in the States. Okay. Do they start a teaching you guys some implants at uni or not yet? Yeah, so we started learning it basically, you know, um, through classroom stuff second year, through lectures and stuff like that, uh, mm -hmm. no hands-on stuff. And now we've been working on uh, these these certain typodonts to place implants. Um, we've mm -hmm. done that a few times in the third year. And Good. then we, we are able to restore implants and we are not able to place them. Um, Perfect. So, so we're, we're getting exposed. It, it's, it's not like we feel like we're in the dark here, which is nice, but I, I completely agree with what you've been saying and to all our, our viewers, um, Dr. Sam here has a very good mantra of just, you know, taking it, like you said, you know, it, it's a learning curve. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And whether it's just with the implants or even just with learning class twos, guys, you know, there, you got to take steps to this stuff. You got to build the foundation. And then when you're in the game, you know, 20 years or so, it, everything will get better. So 
I don't feel like I have a ton of knowledge on implants. I feel like I know the basics. I feel like I personally am not bad at it, but there's so much more that I, that, that there is out there. There's more than I even probably even know that that's out there right now. Yeah. We are all still learning. There is no one I'm sure knows everything about anything. No way. Even mm -hmm. the, our lecturers, they are still learning. Everyone's still learning. There's nobody just reached the ultimate knowledge. Uh, point. Um, this is not going to happen. So there's always more. And uh, it just depends on your, uh, like, I would say the sky is the limit, if you mm -hmm. want to put it that, that way. But it depends on your, your entry. Everyone have their own, like, different interests. You might be interested in implants. Other, other guy might be interested in just root canal treatments, for example. Others would be interested in surgeries, uh, um, perio. So yeah, it's different interests. You need to um, and you might not even know what you want to do until you start practicing dentistry in real life in, 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 the, in the practice, which is not, it's nothing wrong about it. Because when I first started, I said, okay, I want to try braces. And then when I started working as uh, like um, uh, GP, and then I said, ah, I don't think I would be really interested in this. It's for me, it's a little bit boring. It's like you are married to the patient for one or two plus years. And then... Yeah, like um, it's a big responsibility and then it's a very slow process and yeah, you, I wasn't really interested. So nowadays I was doing more Invisalign because it's like uh, much quicker, much easier, patients love it. But for me, I'm just doing just the simple cases. I don't do complex cases from second premolar from second premolar, for example. But again, that wasn't an option back then. And then as you go, you start, yeah, you start like... Um, um, finding or like um, discovering new interests um, in dentistry. Um, I wouldn't, I didn't know like when I graduated, I want to do implants. I didn't know. I was just, we have to um, start first and then you see what you like and what you don't like, what you're interested in. Because if you start doing root canals, for example, you might hate it. You wouldn't like it. That's like, it's not your thing. So you can't really decide now it's a little bit early unless you have a special interest in something like surgery or something like that then that's pretty obvious or clear you want to get involved in surgeries for example so yeah that's my opinion though that's awesome and then reading your bio from keys dental so it says you do a lot of uh, wisdom teeth extractions so yeah. did you take any expanded courses beyond school for those? Or was that just something you really decided you had a passion for? Mm, for, for wisdom teeth extraction in particular, what happened? Because we, had exp we, we were exposed to a lot of patients back home. And then when I came here, I had a great mentor um, at one of the private practices. He showed me how to do the flaps and all of that stuff and how to drill bone around the, 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 the wisdom teeth. And that's, uh, I started and it was a very, very slow learning curve. But the more I got into extractions, I, the better I, um, I became. And then the quicker I am, and then suturing techniques, um, all the implant courses I had that helped me a lot with, su with suturing as well. And uh, my sutures, improving my suturing skills and the dexterity of the, uh, the, the hands as well. It's, it's different now from like eight years ago. So as I said, it's like, Again, it's different from one person to another. You might uh, be a very quick learner. You might quick like this. For me, I'm a bit of a slow learner. So I need some time to, to get there. Like uh, I, it takes me some time, but I am very uh, consistent. 
So that's what makes makes it easier for me. That's because I'm consistent. So I don't I don't care even if it's going to be a little bit slower. But um, I don't care. It's it's working for me this way. And everyone is different. Uh, you might be a, a quicker learner, so you don't have to wait all that time to be good at something. So yeah. That's awesome. And then can you touch a little bit about, so, you know, we read your bio a little bit and then we talked about you. So you work at uh, Keys Dental. Can you talk about, so is that a private practice system or is it something that's owned by, you know, the Australian government? No, no, it is a private uh, practice. Yes. Um, we have uh, six surgery rooms and I do a lot of um, IV sedations as well um, with patients because we get a lot of anxious patients and especially with um, straightforward implants, I don't do IV sedation. There's no need because it takes about maybe half an hour or something and you, you're finished. Um, but for a um, complex cases, if you need like a, a soft tissue grafting, if you're going to graft from the palate, for example, and get some bone from the patient and um, graft it and build up some bone and soft tissue, that's a bit um, traumatizing to the patient. They feel nothing, of course, because they are numb, but it's a lengthy process and um, they feel uncomfortable. So we put them into sleep, like IV sedation. Um, it's, it's um, yeah, it's actually a very, very helpful. So yeah, we have like four dentists. Uh, we have uh, three dental hygienists as well. So we have a very good, powerful team when it comes to hygiene as well, which is really important in dentistry because um, soft tissue is the, um, the foundation and um, if you keep the soft tissue healthy, you have a healthy bone and healthy teeth as well. And healthy mouth, healthy, um, like the whole body system would be healthy because you know, you can get like um, heart disease from the gum and you can, the whole body is connected like a map. So uh, if you keep that area clean at least and healthy, then you are at least like um, um, doing your best uh, like uh, to, to be healthy um, in regards to that area. So. Yeah, so hygiene team is, is really important as well. Um, and um, yeah, we are pretty much doing um, everything in-house. Um, just the, the only time when we refer is when we have like a complex a, um, orthodontic uh, cases or um, very uh, complicated or complex uh, surgical extraction that's um, with the roots are like maybe wrapped around the nerve and then it might need uh, still, I can get it out, but when there is an increased risk of uh, like a ner a nerve damage or injury, then I'd rather refer to a uh, surgeon or a maxillofacial surgeon to do it. So, yeah, we pretty much try to do everything in-house. That's very impressive. Do you guys all kind of have your own special specializations, all the dentists there, or are you all considered cosmetic dentists and then you take We have courses? one dentist... We have one dentist who's like a, a prothodontist. Mm -hmm. um, he's um, he is uh, ten years older than me, and then we have another dentist who is a um, an orthodontist as well. But he's doing uh, basically like uh, simple cases as well, not very complex cases, uh, because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to get like into like complex cases so much. That's why we refer some cases um, outside. And, um, and uh, another a, a dentist that's uh, just a newly, new grad one, like um, two years ago, graduated, ago, uh, yeah, two years ago. And um, yeah, and the hygiene team. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, I'm doing most of the surgeries um, at the practice. So we get like just internal referrals, like uh, in-house referrals for surgeries when it comes to this. 
Um, and yeah, I would say yeah, the the the, the cosmetic cases as well, the um, the mm -hmm. veneers, and the uh, the full mouth rehabs as well. That, that's very nice because I keep your volume up for all you guys working together. Um, do you have any business advice for us? Because it seems like you have a very good uh, business plan set up here for your, for your practice. Uh, well, business plan is like to have a business plan, you need few factors. Okay. The first factor is your team. You have, you need like a solid, strong, a team and, um, like, um, healthy environment. That's the, uh, the first thing. Um, and you need a good leader as a practice manager, and then you need good dentists, uh, with, um, commitment, um, to have a, um, a solid plan for the future. Now, if you try to like plan ahead five years or something, um, all what you can do because you cannot predict a, um, the amount of patients you, uh, you see every day or every month or whatever, but all what you can do is to work towards it by creating a positive energy, um, vibe in the practice, having a good team, um, having good dentists and, um, communication, uh, between all the, um, the staff members. And then, um, it's going to happen. The, the, the progress is going to happen, happen. The, 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 the improvement, the, uh, the growth is going to happen. Um, no matter what, uh, it might take time, uh, but, um, you get referrals, you get word of mouth as well. And, um, yeah, if you do good dentistry, uh, you will get more referrals and you will get, um, you, you will grow. The volume will grow as well, as you said, but you cannot, you, you have no control on that. The only control you have is you do your best, try to tick all the boxes and then it will come eventually. That's awesome. I think that's excellent advice. Yeah. No, I think that's phenomenal. And then going back, you said before, we've talked about, you know, all these different things that you take into, you know, elevate your game. You talked about some IV sedation. So did you do the IV sedation with the surgical courses or did you take a separate um, certification? A no, I don't, those? I don't do the IV sedation myself. Um, otherwise, it's going to be too, uh, I have to study two years full time for that. So we use a, um, um, an, an anesthetist, a sedationist. To do it for us so he comes in with all his equipment oximeter and everything and uh, um, all his resuscitation equipment and then we do the um but we have to plan ahead of course like a month ahead or something no oh, that's awesome so, you, yeah, sorry, no, go ahead, we, so you guys will, will have just like a day where you have a bunch of patients and they need uh iv sedation and you just kind of like have that day marked out in the month pretty much it's not like he comes in a few times a week yeah, we, we set up, like we do it once a month, for example, okay. now, um, but we can do more if we want, but we, because the, um, the anesthesia that I'm using is quite busy as well. So sometimes it's really hard to do twice a month or three mm -hmm. times a month. Mm -hmm. So we prepare two rooms, one for the surgery and one for recovery, for example. And then once we finish that patient, we move that patient to the recovery room and we have the other one sitting there by the time we finish with that one the other one in the recovery is done so we move that to the recovery and the next one is in you see how it works yeah that's how that's how it works so mm -hmm. yeah we, we try to keep it smooth as much as possible that's awesome i love that and then so you know we, we touched on surgery we touched on iv sedation so with the cosmetics you know obviously you do beautiful work and it's very natural and i love that because i mean you see a lot of smile makeovers that 
overly white or the consistency is not the same or you don't see the blending of the shades from the cervical to incisal thirds Correct. so you know where did you you know get some of that because in school of course you're not going to get all of that great experience doing cosmetic work so where did you get you know some of that great knowledge that you have you get like um as you go like with all the courses i had in implants as well that was um some some of them included some cosmetic work and um, makeovers, smile makeovers as well. So and as you go, you learn from uh, other dentists as well, um, and um, you hear from this and you hear from that guy and you watch this guy and then uh, you learn one tip from here and one a trick from that one and then you build up the knowledge. Um, the other the other option would be doing a master's degree in aesthetics as well. Um, that that would be an option, um, but I built it up like slowly, like through the years. So um, I had some courses here and there, um, um, and like it's an accumulative uh, knowledge. Uh, it's it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, and um, and then sometimes you start, and then ah, uh, what did I do wrong? I'll, next time I'll do something different, and then it's a learning curve again and sometimes it's a hit and miss and until you have the consistency and then you know what you're doing and then okay yeah now there is like a formula I'm using and then it works and then if it works then I'm not going to change it because I tried uh, a lot of other form formulas and they are not working or they're causing trouble to the patient the temporaries keep coming off now you reach to a stage yeah yeah I know what what I'm going to do how am I going to do it and then that's it. The 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 the, um, the veneers, the temporary veneers, for example, uh, you use like shrink-in technique, for example, to leave them in. Otherwise, they will keep coming off. So yeah, but it's, it's a, you try a lot of other techniques, and then you see at the end of the day what works for you, especially when it comes to cosmetics as well, because um, there are um, heaps of different techniques there as well when it comes to cosmetics. But uh, it was accumulative. It wasn't like just a simple course I had and then it gave me all the information I want. Right. No, that's good to hear because a lot of people just think, you know, sometimes you can take one course and it's a catch-all and you're ready to go, you know, the next day. But it's good to actually hear the truth behind that, that it takes many years, you know, hard work, you know, grabbing from different sources. And I think that's honestly the best way to approach anything. You know, if you just take one person's word as gospel and then you go and practice it, maybe it's not like you said, what works for you you know, you can kind of grasp different ideas from different people and then put it all together with something that really works for you. And you can create that beautiful product and clearly it shows. So I think that's awesome. There are definitely certain courses you will get what you want from like um, cosmetic courses, of course, there, there are heaps there out there. And then there are courses for anatomical buildup for composite as well, because not a lot of people can do a um, veneers because they are expensive. So uh, if you want to a uh, like to go to the next level, you can do beautiful work with uh, composite uh, veneers uh, that looks absolutely amazing, and they would look pretty much the same like porcelain. The only difference would be just this is porcelain and this is composite, which is this is much stronger than this, and this might stain, this might not. But you can get delivered the same aesthetics. If you have those courses and these are like very good courses, there are a couple of guys doing um, amazing anatomical build-up courses. And um, yeah, if you wanna just stand out and do something different, you don't wanna just do like um, normal dentistry. There is a lot to do. Right, that's awesome. 
So what, uh, what does the future hold for you? We talked about, you know, things that you've done now, you know, what does the future hold for you as far as dentistry, life in general? Well, I'm focusing at the moment on like my career, as you, as you can see, like trying to improve more and more and then trying to learn more, finishing my master's degree in implants from Germany, um, trying to reach my fitness levels to where I've never reached before, uh, which is the, uh, the main focus at the moment, together with dentistry. Um, I believe sports is really important. It has to be uh, part of your life because I see a lot of dentists, unfortunately, unhealthy, um, having back problems, having neck problems, and this is something you don't take lightly. And um, you would understand because you are working out, so you feel good as well. You feel a good energy after that. You feel that your hormones, like the um, endorphins and all of those beautiful hormones that give you the, the feeling of feeling happy and positive, and that helps a lot. Not only that, you feel healthy and you feel like you have a good posture. You have your muscle, good muscles that would help you not to get injured, not to have a desk problems, not to have vertebrae problem, neck problems. So uh, I had like a, um, a dentist, a mentor. He was like um, the head of dentistry at the University of Western Australia last year. Uh, he had uh, to go through like hip replacement and knee replacement because he'd never practiced a um, sports all his life. And um, he said, if I'm gonna give you one single advice is to keep active. So mm -hmm. that was his words. So um, uh, unfortunately we think that we have to focus on dentistry only, uh, but in my humble opinion, there are other aspects you need to, you, look, you need to look after yourself as well before um, being to be a good dentist, you need to have other factors all together. It's not a, a single equation. It's, um, it's puzzles and the, like, like um, you have to put things together to um, come up with the perfect formula. There is no such perfect formula, of course, but you try your best. So, and of course, you don't have to be like into bodybuilding or like weightlifting. You can do any kind of sports or just try to keep active running, walking, even whatever, mm -hmm. anything that would help you just uh, keep the circulation going and um, creating a, a lifestyle, create a lifestyle and um, try to find a hobby as well, which would help you out of dentistry because being a dentist can be very stressful sometimes, not for me now, because it's been 16 years already, so I don't get stressed now. Uh, of course, some days they are like big days and you have like a lot of complex cases and you need to focus and you get a little bit nervous um, but generally speaking 80% or 90% of the time it's like a routine for me now and uh, but I enjoy doing other stuff because if I'm doing dentistry only it's going to be very boring and I find it's like um, very unhealthy to just focus in dentistry yes you might um, gain more knowledge than what I have because you would spend more time a, um, um, like um, focusing on dentistry. But I'll give you an example. Two days ago, just, just two days ago, I had a friend who's not practicing uh, any sports and uh, he's working very hard. He's a great dentist. I'm sure he knows much more than I do. And um, because he studies most of the time and he's spending uh, most of his time in front of the computer, 
like two days ago, um, he had a like all of the sudden, his half of his face he couldn't open his eye, he couldn't um, move his um, the corner of the mouth, and then they uh, called the ambulance. They thought it's a stroke. They rushed him to the hospital. Uh, they did some CT scans and MRIs, and then turns out to be um, like um, stress and facial Bill's palsy, and um, and then could have been a stroke because of the stress and the stress levels are very high he's not practicing any sports so that was very alarming to me like it was like uh, i'm active already so i have no issue with that but mm -hmm. i said well other dentists need to like really learn from this this is very serious because he's a great dentist yes he is a great dentist does he know much yes he does not he know he knows much but I'd rather compromise some knowledge and to have a decent amount of knowledge at the same time to be healthy as well, to be honest. So, which is very important to me. Um, I don't want to be the best dentist in the world. It's not a race. Uh, you need to be a good dentist, but you don't have to like, oh, this guy is doing this. I have to do this and I have to. Yes, you can improve and it's good that to have that spirit to improve and to step up but you don't have to be a like the best dentist in the world because if you want to be the best you have to study very hard you have to keep all your time most of the time studying and improving and all of that and you might you might not at the end of the day it's like a it's a risk and um yeah but um again like that's only a, a recommendation that's my only my, my my experience in life in the past a like uh, 38 years i'm 38 years old now so um i've seen a lot of course not everything yet but yeah when it comes to like uh, dentistry i think i've seen a lot already so yeah well first of all uh best wishes to your friend out there who um that, that's Thank absolutely you. a crazy story. Um, yeah. But over here at Dental Student Vibes, we do preach fitness pretty much like it's a part of your dental school uh, education because we do believe that it, it is, you're so, it, everything's so connected and it's a, systemically, you need to make sure that you're getting that stress reliever and you're strengthening those muscles because you do need, you know, the proper ergonomics. Um, a bunch of us here have played sports in the past. Cole and I are into weightlifting, uh, you know, in terms of powerlifting and hypertrophy muscle building and all that stuff. So it's always good to hear someone who's succeeding out in the um, in the field doing these types of things that we're already trying to uh, incorporate into our day-to-day, -day, you know, lifestyle. And to see that it's working really feels, I, I think it makes us feel like we're kind of on the right track. But I wanted to ask you more about um, kind of like your day-to-day, -day, you know, do you meditate? What, what are some of those things that you do besides fitness? What are the things you're trying to incorporate over the next, you know, five years or so that will help you not only stay healthy, but prevent you from maybe um, getting an injury that could, you know, impact your career? Mm. Um, well, um, fitness first, as you said, is like the foundation. And then a, uh, you need like a good posture. You need maybe a saddle chair. You need like dental loops as well. Loops are mm -hmm. very important. Um, they work all together. There is no uh, single way to do a triad. So it's always a combination of things. It's not a single thing or a single factor that would prevent, for example, the injury. So you have to work all that together. Fitness, good posture, 
um, like um, don't overload yourself. If you feel that's too much, five days, do four days. For example, some dentists doing four days only, three days and a half. They, they don't feel like they can't do five days. Uh, for me, it's not a big deal because I don't feel the pain in my back, which is good. Um, I get some uh, deep tissue massage every week or two as well. That helps releasing the muscles and um, relaxing the muscles. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, um, like, of course, like out of that, like um, you have to keep like um, um, good social life as well with the family and friends. Don't, don't forget about that one because you have, you need the balance. Um, you need people, even if you don't feel like uh, catching up with people. But at the end of the day, we are all human beings and we need support from from every every now and again, like or every now and then, we need the support from the family and the friends, and we need to feel loved. We need to help people. We need people to help us at some stage, even if you are self-sufficient, even if you are so independent. I don't need people in my life, but at some stage, we all need people in our life. So you need to keep that a balance as well, like with social life. So it's a little bit. Um, you maybe if you try to connect all the dots together, you think, oh, that's too much. How am I going to do all of that together? Like fitness, dentistry, studying, to be a good dentist, learning, uh, keeping like social life uh, properly and uh, all, all that balance. Um, well, it's not easy. It's like, it's going to take some time. It's not, it's going to take some time. And at the, at the beginning, you'll feel that you are lost. Um, to be honest, especially in the first few years, like first year, first two years. And then things will kick in smoothly. And then you start um, learning how to cope with the things differently. There is no formula that I can give you that would work for you because every single one have their own circumstances, different a um, approach to reach um, their targets. So again, there is no right or wrong here. You just, um, I'm just... Um, recommending or just giving you an advice regarding the main points that you might need to consider uh, looking into them and just making sure you're ticking all the boxes if you can whenever you can um, sometimes it's 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 good to be um, organized um, at least have a plan in your head put it down in writing a flow chart that would help a lot as well uh, you put just some points like they're just brainstorming with your friends as well. Why not just have like study clubs every now and again uh, together just to discuss a cases, uh, discuss uh, how you can improve, how to be a better human being, not only a dentist, uh, generally speaking. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like even if you are three, four, five friends, do something like that every month, like sit together for an hour, brainstorm okay, maybe you come up with an awesome idea. Maybe your friend will come up with a brilliant idea. And then, oh yeah, why not? I want to try this. So just brainstorming is really important as well. So this is uh, like, yeah, you don't have to, but why not if you can? Right. And then Dr. Sam, that's awesome. So some final thoughts to our listeners. What's some advice that you can give to a you know, student that's getting ready to graduate or a first year, you know, practitioner that's just right out of school. What's some advice that you can give to them? Because, like you said, it can be it can be overwhelming, and they can feel a little lost. 
My advice is to find yourself a very good mentor. And um, yeah, like a good practice with a good mentor um, because that's, um, it's either you would love dentistry or you will hate dentistry. All right, if your kickstart is awful, you will hate dentistry. So you want to love dentistry. To love dentistry, you need someone to guide you through. You know, the good, good mentor, you need someone who's patient to walk you through the journey. It's a journey. So you need um, someone to show you the path the right way. And then um, it's um, at the end of the day, it's your journey. But you need someone to guide you through until you find your own path. So it's going to be, as I said, a, um, a learning curve. It's going to be uh, ups and downs. Um, it's not only ups and downs in dentistry. It's ups and downs in your life. Um, just stay positive as much as you can because you will see a lot and you will go through a lot. Um, the, uh, the more flexible you are, the more successful you become. Um, the more negative you are, um, well, I'm not going to say you will go down, um, but it's going to make your life much harder. And it's going to make um, whoever lives with you, your partner, your girlfriend, your family, it's going to make their life harder. And um, like they wouldn't like to stick around and they like, yeah. So you have to start to, to maybe take some um, personal developing courses as well. Why not? Like how to um, like deal with um, different personalities, for example, that would help you in not only in dentistry, but in your life as well, in your uh, social life, in your uh, relationship. Um, yeah, so I don't want to overwhelm you with all those information <laughs> because that comes with time. And then um, these are just main um, like lines, just like wide lines or main points that you can consider because for you, your priority is different than my priorities. Your priority might be like you have a beautiful girlfriend, you want to get married to her, for example, and you want to, and you have, for example, you have some issues together, communication issues, so you have to work on that first. That's, that's what it matters. That's, that's the most important now becomes, because that becomes priority. So you set priorities first, before you step one step forward, you have to set your priorities. Your priorities, 100%, you, if you have 10 persons in the same room, I'm sure, and you ask them to prioritize their life, they, every single one would prioritize something different. And they, even if they prioritize five things, every single person would prioritize five different things. So uh, there's no right or wrong again. You have to have your own priorities first, and then you take it from there. That's awesome. And thank you so much for that advice. And thank you so much again for talking to us as a, you know, a closing thought here, can you give our listeners some ways that they can get a hold of you if they want to check out your Instagram or if they want to ask you any kind of questions? Of course. And I'm, I'm available anytime who, who can, um, who, who wants to, uh, to reach out. I'm more than happy to give any advice regarding any aspects um, of dentistry, of life, fitness, anything. Um, I've read a lot into nutrition as well, 
and I know how to transform bodies. I've helped a lot of friends transforming their bodies as well. So any advice is welcome um, regarding a dentistry, photography, dental photography, um, fitness, whatever. So I'm happy to help. Yeah, anyone who wants to reach out, just a, add me on Instagram and reach out. And then I'm, I'm more than happy to, to answer um, a, whenever um, um, I have no patience or um, as soon as I can, I will get back to you or whoever asks anything. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll post in, this, in the notes all your social media handles so they can check you out. And Dr. Sam, thank you so much again for talking to us. And this has been phenomenal. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course, it was, it was a pleasure. It was great to talk to you and great to uh, talk to someone who's so like-minded like us, just, you know, farther in their path than we are. So we're looking forward to going down that journey. So thank you, Dr. Thank Sam. Thank you so much. I will wish you best of luck, guys. And I'm sure you will do great in life. You seem to be very smart, guys. And I'm sure you will do great. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And have a great rest of your day, all right? Thank you so much. You have a great day, too. All right. Take Bye. care. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That'll do it for our interview with Dr. Sam Eldery from Melbourne, Australia. He's killing the game. We hope that someday we can be just like him in terms of the level of fitness he's at, plus his clinical expertise in dentistry. Truly an inspirational guy. We hope to have him on again soon. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you could shoot us an email. You could send anything on, on our DMs through Facebook, on Instagram, whatever you guys want to do. We're here to help. Let us know if there's somebody in particular you want us to interview or any knowledge that you guys want to know. We'll find somebody for it. So as always, stay safe and bye more.